my name is Krista Jones, founder and CEO of Virginia Leadership Institute, and welcome to A Seat at the Table. The purpose of the show is to bring together experts and thought leaders to talk about how we can inspire our community to have their voices heard and get their seat at the table. Today, our topic is women's empowerment, and we have two wonderful guests who we're excited to talk about the great work that they do with their organizations and the work their organizations do in the community. First, we have Ms. Candace Bennett, who is the former president of the Junior League of Northern Virginia, and Ms. Tamika Tunsil, who is the current president of the Northern Virginia Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta. Welcome, Candace, and welcome, Tamika. Thank you. Thank you. So let's go ahead and get started. Can you each tell me just a little bit more about your organizations and the role that you have played in your organizations? We'll start with Candace. Certainly. So the Junior League of Northern Virginia, we, um, our chapter has been around since uh, 1955. Um, our mission is to promote volunteerism, develop the potential of women, and improve our communities through the effective action of trained volunteers. Excellent. Thank you very much. And Tamika, can you tell me a little bit more about Delta Sigma Theta, but not only the organization as a whole, but what you're doing locally in the Northern Virginia chapter? Absolutely, absolutely. So Delta Sigma Theta was founded on the campus of Howard University, January 13, 1913, by 22 women who felt the need to form an organization to do more in the community and get more involved socially and as far as education and economic development and so forth. I am so proud to be the president of the Northern Virginia Alumni Chapter. So we service the Arlington, Alexandria, City of Falls Church, and City of Fairfax communities. And we have a variety of different programs throughout the year. Um, we base our programs on a five-point thrust, which is our national programmatic thrust, and we're responsible for carrying out the programs on the local level. Um, some examples, we have a women's empowerment workshop every year. We have a variety of youth programs that serve the grades from five, grade five to grade 12. We do SOL tutoring. Uh, we provide scholarships in the community. So a lot of different things. I can go on and on and on and on and on about that. Okay, and Candace, can you talk a little bit more about the specific programs that the Junior League does in the community? Certainly. Um, well, we have a long mission or long history here in the community to do a variety of things, but currently our focus is uh, combating childhood obesity, um, providing nutrition education and physical activity education for children in the area. So we've done a variety of things. Um, we have a signature program from the Association of Junior Leagues International called the Kids in the Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so we've actually um, been working with that program since I think 2006. And we do uh, education programs in the shelters, um, in the schools. We do um, a once a year uh, health fair. Uh, this past April, we had, or maybe May, uh, we did it at the Mosaic District. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Kids get out and they do Zumba, and we have a lot of vendors come out and talk about uh, what it is to be healthy. Excellent. Right. And so, can you both tell me why it's important for each of you as women to be engaged in your particular organization? Mm. Can you start with you, Tamika. Oh, wow. We can go on and on and on about that. <laughs> and I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Um, women. Uh, you know, we are a subgroup, I guess, to some, but a group of powerful, educate, educated women um, that have so much to give back into the community. Uh, part of one of our initiatives is to start with young girls, our future leaders, um, which will, you know, will lead this great nation eventually one day and turn into women like Loretta Lynch, mm -hmm. our newest attorney general, who happened <laughs> to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority uh -huh. Incorporated. So these are the type of minds that we want to mold. And 
me as a professional, I work in mental health, so that's you know, something that I look forward to doing, working with youth, uh, working with the elderly, and really giving back to the community and shaping the community and shaping our future leaders. And it's really important that we do that, I feel, at least. Excellent. And Candace. When I first joined um, the Junior League, um, I knew about its mission to promote volunteerism. And so I was excited to kind of get involved and have um, a focused activity, to, an outlet to get involved in the community. Um, but as I became involved with the organization, I learned about our unique history. Um, you know, in 1901, the organization was founded in New York by Mary Harriman, and the, her mission at the time, she brought together several of her young women friends, and they provided um, nutrition assistance and health care and education familiar themes um, to young immigrant families in New York's Lower East Side. Mm. Um, and we have a long history in the women's movement. Um, 1914, the Junior League of St. Louis actually did a march for women's suffrage. So mm. the, each chapter has its own focus, but it has, it has spanned all the issues. And so chapters around the country are doing everything from, again, ours, combating childhood obesity, to some who are combating human trafficking, to literacy like the Junior League of Washington's focus. So um, it's exciting to be a part of such an amazingly strong, powerful group of women. Right. Um, and many people have said before, if you want something done, call the Junior League. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I think most people, if they see the organization's Junior League and they see Delta Sigma Theta, mm -hmm. they may not realize how much you have in common. But as I'm sitting here listening to you, you mm -hmm. mentioned the Women's Suffrage March. So I would love for Tamika to talk a little bit more about Delta's history, particularly the early history right. in getting involved right, in social right. action. So one of the main purposes of why Delta Sigma Theta was created, um, obviously, was... Um, not being able to join, there was some exclusion um, other fraternal uh, and sorority, um, sorority organizations. So really seeing the need for an organization to come together collectively, that's number one. Mm -hmm. And then two, obviously to give back to the community, do more service, not to just form a group of women to sit around and have tea, though mm -hmm. we all enjoy that, <laughs> but that there's a greater purpose yes. and a greater need. And not only just Delta Sigma Theta, there are a lot of great organizations, but specifically about Delta, one of the first political acts that these young 18, 19 year old women in, did in 1913 was to walk in the women's suffrage parade. Mm -hmm. So they formed an organization and then very quickly said, okay, now we're not just going to sit. We need to act. We need to do. And, and you were talking about women's suffrage, and I was sitting here. It's like, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Because from the beginning, um, that is what Delta Sigma Theta has been about. I'm getting involved on many different levels and many different platforms and seeing the need. And now as we come into this age, you know, we celebrated um, Centennial in 2013, uh, 100 plus years old now and now the game has changed we're like what do we do now in mm -hmm. this second century mm -hmm. um, you know things are, are very different but we have to evolve in some way and right. and still have that historical base mm -hmm. that we came from social action and service but you know it's the second century and we, we have to meet the platform I guess the road where where we are and, and be able to still provide for the community so 
So Tamika, you talked a little bit about diversity and inclusion in terms of mm -hmm. historically and mm -hmm. how that was important for Delta to become right. involved. I'd like to hear from both of you your thoughts on your organizations and how, what type of emphasis you place on diversity and, mm -hmm. and inclusion. We'll start with Candace. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inclusion, I mean, it's an utmo utmost priority for us. Um, our league is special. Um, I love our league. We are a very diverse league. Um, we've had, in the past 12 years, uh, three of our presidents have been African American, um, and our new, our current president is a new American. So we very much embrace inclusion in the junior league. I think that we also embrace diversity from a variety of things. I mean, we don't just have young women or older women. We don't just have uh, stay-at-home moms or working uh, women. They're single. They're married. They're. Uh, we have women who are lesbians in our league. The diversity is incredible. And what happens is when women can come together and they share their experiences, yes. it um, opens up empathy mm -hmm. and allows us to see past our differences. And right. that's what we want to see happen. Mm -hmm. right. Definitely. Right. And to that point, um, in my organization, Delta Sigma Theta, very diverse. So you've heard me talk about from what we came, obviously mm -hmm. the need, mm -hmm. why the need was to form the organization. It is a historically and predominantly African-American organization, but we are very diverse. Very, very, very diverse of not only just race and ethnicity, but, but age. Uh, we have someone uh, a couple years ago that joined the organization and she was in her 60s and 70s. Wow. Um, socioeconomic statuses. Uh, you know, I can go on and on and on and on and on some things that Candace mentioned earlier. So that's very important. It's very important. When we go out into community, it is important for us as members to have the community to see someone that looks like them. Definitely. Someone that has the same lifestyle. Someone that comes from the same. So we are in the trenches. We engage. We share our stories. And, and we, that's how we connect with the community, and that's very important. And it's also important why we try to st remain diverse on many different levels, not just in terms of race and ethnicity. So. Excellent, so you both have shared some wonderful information about your organization. I actually am a member of the Junior League of Northern Virginia, but can you talk a little bit about membership and how one would become a member for each of your organizations? Okay. Candace? So um, the first step is to submit an application and then um, you go through a training process. And so our current training process for our chapter is it's about a six month uh, new member status and you do I think three trainings and you go through, um, you participate in a committee, you uh, can participate in a service project. I think three service hours is your requirement as a provisional. Actually, new member, I apologize. The provisional <laughs> is an old term. Right. Um, and, then, and then we graduate you and welcome you to active status, where we expect to get a lot of work out of you. <laughs> I can say ditto to yeah. that, <laughs> pretty much. Um, along the same lines, uh, we have opportunities for young women to engage. Uh, so it's not just the membership that does the service in the community. We allow all volunteers, and oftentimes it's young women who are interested in learning more about the organization that may come along and engage in our service activities. Mm -hmm. So that's one layer. And then the other is uh, when we are looking to have membership, um, open the membership, uh, we may have a um, meeting where they could come and hear more about the organization and how to apply. And then it's some along the same lines where there's a um, 
period of time where you are learning about the information and so forth and, and history and, and the service that's done and so forth and then you know some things from there that remains secret. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it is a sorority on that level, but we are a service organization first. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think there's definitely uh, sometimes a negative stigma associated right. with sororities mm -hmm. and definitely with the Junior League. But what I'm very impressed with about both your organizations is the fact that you develop women. You develop right. leaders right. who are leaders in the community and continue to do a lot of the great projects like run for office or mm -hmm. be professionals mm -hmm. or serve as election mm -hmm. officers and all the great work that mm -hmm. you do. Do you want to talk any more about that? About and Or also your work with young girls and how you <laughs> encourage young girls to do the same. Right. Well, I say, where do I start? Right. Uh, <laughs> well, so for our members, I mean, obviously, that's a big part of our mission is to train women to go out and then serve on boards, run for office. Um, we've had an amazing history of women. Eleanor Roosevelt was a member of the Junior League. Um, Laura and Barbara Bush are both members mm. of the Junior League. Sandra Day O'Connor, Carolyn Maloney. Um, I'm personally proud of Mary Margaret Whipple, who yes. is a state senator for a retired state senator for Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, she is one of our very own members. So, um, and Lola Richards is one of our uh, sustainers as well. And she was a supervisor for Drainsville District here in Fairfax County. Excellent, wonderful record. And, and then for um, young girls, um, we have several programs. So we work closely with the Girls on the Run um, okay. to mm -hmm. help them with their programs uh, and their races. <laughs> and then we have, oddly enough, it's a fundraiser in the spring for the American Girl Fashion Show. But to watch these young girls um, get an opportunity to walk across the stage in such a safe environment. Um, the stories that we've heard from parents after the facts and how it's increased their confidence, wow. um, you know, mm. it, it just melts your heart. Excellent, excellent work. Right. So to that, <clears throat> one of my uh, themes during my presidency, and this is actually my first year, my first term, uh -huh. um, is um, LEAD. Uh, leading by example and delivering on the promise to serve. So I, I personally am all about leadership development um, for my chapter members, leadership development and empowerment for women in the communities. I said earlier we have a women's empowerment workshop mm -hmm. and it was an all day uh, you know, symposium with different workshops and, and on different levels, financial freedom and debt burden, and, you know, that type of thing. But also with starting with our youth. And that is a passion of, of mine. It's a passion of many of my officers and, and, and members and really working with them um, monthly, monthly workshops, uh, weekly, um, almost on the weekend activities. Um, our youngest program that's for age um, five to um, nine, grades five to nine, um, has a big STEM focus. Big push Excellent. about STEM. Excellent. So uh, we have different members who are engineers and mathematicians and so forth that will come and they work in different science fields and technology and they'll do a workshop with them all day long and the girls love it. Excellent. They absolutely love it and at the end of the year there's a, a little graduation kind of you know ceremony or, or program and they come back each year they go back to school they tell their friends and you got to do this you know you'll <laughs> love this program and we also have opportunity for individuals young girls to um, go to a presidential conference um, at our convention Wonderful. and we su support them we sponsor so it's all on the chapter uh -huh. and this year we'll be in Houston so we have a young lady going and she's very excited about that and we're excited to have her go. Excellent work for both organizations mm -hmm. so as we wrap up can you tell me about any upcoming events? Candace? Uh, certainly well we do have a recruitment event coming up uh, June 23rd um, here mm -hmm. in Clarendon uh, 
I apologize, Le Pen Quotidien. <laughs> um, I never get that one right. Um, <laughs> On July 19th, we're also having a picnic at um, Arcadia on Woodlawn, and if you haven't had an opportunity to see what they do at Arcadia um, with the kids' summer camps, um, I invite everybody to go out and check it out. And then um, in November, we are doing our annual Enchanted Forest, which mm -hmm. is one of our two big fundraisers, and it's a weekend, it's a family weekend of fun. Um, we are hosting it again at the uh, Tyson's Weston, um, and there's going to be a train room, the Children's Science Center room, we have Kids in the Kitchen activities, uh, there's gingerbread house making and uh, cookies with Santa, and then there's, uh, the, of course, the premier event is in the ballroom where we have um, a literally a ballroom of Christmas trees that are decorated from every possible imagined mm. theme, uh, from dragons to uh, you know, science uh, experiments to wine for the you know adult couple <laughs> in the room. Um, so it's a great time for everybody to come out and. I have to check the dates, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> um, but it's anyways. It's usually the last weekend uh, in November before Thanksgiving. Excellent. And how can people find out more information about the Nor Junior League of Northern Virginia? They should go to the website, which is jlnv.org. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Tamika, any upcoming events? Well, we actually operate on the fiscal year, so we're coming to the end of our fiscal year, June 30th. We just had a big program, Project Esther, which is a um, day where we um, have empowerment workshops and and um, pampering and um, give uh, back to work attire uh, for women for varying different domestic violence shelters. Mm -hmm. So we had about 50 plus women. That was on June 6th. And that kind of closed out the year along with our youth programs. We work over the summer <laughs> planning strategically right. for the next year. But some of the things that we have coming up, we have our reading is fundamental um, distributions where we go to different schools and distribute um, books to the kids. Um, our SOL tutoring will start again, our youth programs, our back to school supplies, our empowerment workshops, our leadership development workshops. I can go on and on and on. Um, we have our trailblazer uh, gala that will be next May, which is where we award our scholarships. We just gave $20,000 away um, at uh, our gala on May 2nd. Very and that nice. was along with our foundation, which is Envidex. Um, Northern Virginia Delta Education Community Service Foundation. Excellent. So, and how can people find out more information about your chapter? Absolutely. They can go for about the chapter, they can go to www.dstnovac.org uh -huh. and for the foundation, www.nvdex.org. And that's nvdecs.org. So, this has been a great conversation with thought leaders and experts in women's empowerment and those women who are just working on the ground to make a difference for not only women and girls, but for everybody. I know in my personal experience, I have been working with women's issues for years, and I personally have seen a change. I've seen a change in how women are acting and the confidence we have, as well as the way society is reacting to us. So I hope that this show has been inspirational to you for any issue that you're working on to help you raise your voice and get a seat at the table.